There, there aren't even any words here. I can't do it. Can't do what? I, I, fuck it. I'll, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. It's the Nathan and Gabe show. Welcome back, friends. Hey, we got a new thing going on, Gabe. What are we doing? Uh, we're branching off from the getting coasted umbrella, so to speak. Yeah. We're, uh, we're starting off the Nathan and Gabe show officially just under. Yeah. We're just doing our own thing. The Nathan, Nathan and, and Gabe, Gabe show. show. Yep. We're an independent, uh, podcast run by nobody. Well, yeah. run by nobody, controlled by nobody, owned by nobody. It's yeah. just the Nathan and Gabe show. Own fifty one forty nine. Nathan and Gabe. Yeah, I like it. Those are good. That's a good percentage. I would never say sure. fifty one for me. What? I mean, you have it's you have a nicer phone than I do, so that counts. Okay, so we're recording. On, okay, but well, I'm we're also using my my GoPro camera for uh, for. You're doing all the footage. editing, all that yeah. stuff. How many hours have you spent editing those little clips? Oh, so you meant fifty nine or fifty one? Me? Then. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll okay, give you fifty one. Cool. Yeah, yeah, let me let me get the uh, the, gonna close the door here, gang. Oh, is it we're, being too loud? We're in live action right now. Uh, you guys, there. the pod shack is. A little warm today. The old PNW is going through a heat wave. Yes, it is. And the valley, they say, is going to get like, what, 113 today yeah. or some crazy shit? That seems nuts, man. Yeah. It's not even July yet, and they're hitting 113 in the valley. Cue the forest fires. Right. Bound to happen. I, yeah, I'm really not looking forward to that. I yeah. mean, the red skies. Remember those days? I, you I wake up that. and the sky was like orange That's outside. Scary. Very surreal, very mm-hmm. apocalyptic vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that to be a normal thing. In the midst of that, and everybody walking around with face masks and stuff, it was just like this weird kind of dystopian future. Very, that yeah. Into. But you know what's weird, right? So Mad Max vibe. Danny and I drove to Reno uh, just this past weekend, right? Yeah. And we saw like signs on the side of the road that said like fines, right? So it's a $1,000 fine for littering. Okay. Which seems fair. Sure. Don't litter. Yeah. That's Don't a high enough bucks. of a price to pay. But it was only a $500 fine for throwing out burning material. So, yeah, that seems a little <laughs> Doesn't crazy. That sound, yeah. Wouldn't it be? I think it would be 1000 for littering, 5000 for 15000 dude. Don't, yeah. Don't light the whole woods on fire. You well, see those places ravaged by fire yeah 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 for sure i i 100 agree with you there and of course they're talking about like cigarettes yeah people like right. flip throwing their cigarettes yeah. out the window and then yeah that's 100 that's definitely started forest fires yeah which are a problem a big problem. so yeah 500 i agree with you man i'm not a big fan of like fining people and restricting shit but mm. that is one i can get behind for if sure. you're if you're reckless with anything that's on fire and you're especially in an area that's caused has had terrible wildfires like you're you could cause one and that's that's like worth more than five hundred dollars yeah five hundred bucks is like i mean that you you can't even get a new phone for five hundred dollars yeah no way new phone hell no i just got one it's definitely not five hundred dollars yeah maybe three times that it's crazy yeah Yeah, it's wild but look what you can do with the phone now too i i took a night vision picture Really? And bro, it's 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 pretty awesome. What? Yeah. Like I can see in the dark. My phone's got like fifteen cameras on it. So uh I was out smoking some meat last night, some uh late night uh beef jerky, and then it's I not a euphemism. 
for it's... something gay, dude. Yeah, no. <laughs> smoking <laughs> meat. Sorry, dude. Smoking meat. Uh, no, I literally just love to smoke meat. It's, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's great to be. I, able to... I've enjoyed some of your smoked meat. Yeah, I do it a lot. Risk it. I, I do it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I spend a lot because listen, if shit hits a fan again, as a man, I I'm always thinking 15 steps ahead. I'm ready with a pile of beef jerky about smoked meat yeah. in the freezer ready to go and what i like to do is i'll get those big slabs of meat the beef and i'll like cut cubes of fat which yeah. is pretty pretty na- and then i'll smoke that fat and i'll put it on the top grill so the smoke melts that fat and it drips down onto all the rest of the yeah. meat below it and uh gives you a nice layer of fat over every piece Probably vegetarians wouldn't be into it, but for us meat eaters, it's like primo. It's the best. And I've probably got, I don't know, a nice nice little bit. Yeah. Stock, ready to go. How many pounds do you even know net net weight? Uh, yeah, I usually buy like, you know, a slab of it. So I think my smoker can put about 10 pounds of meat in there. Wow. Yeah. And then after it smokes it, though, does it take some of the weight out, right? For it sure. Yeah, it takes some out. of the, yep. Yeah. Yep. Kind of dehydrates it a little but bit. But still, I mean, you get what you know seven pounds of meat off a 10 pound slab of meat yeah yeah and that's Dude. i mean that's primo energy too yeah. i mean those chunks of smoked fat yeah you know if you're hiking and you're trying to pack like 20 plus miles a day with a heavy backpack on yeah just eating a chunk of smoked beef fat yeah like that's what you need to, to press and just the salt in there that helps with like electrolytes yep. right Conserve, and keeps that water keeps you keeps hydrated, hydrated. yeah Right. Yeah. Plus the good minerals that are in salt and stuff, and the yeah. Himalayan sea salt. You know, you got to use the good stuff. Is it the pink stuff? Yeah, for sure. That's cool. From uh, Pakistan. Really? I think so. Is uh, the Himalayas in Pakistan? I think so. I, I, dude, I, I'm sorry. I've been over I'm there. Not very well. I'm not very well versed. Like in if geography. you asked me right now, like where's Georgia? I'd be like, I don't know. It's south. I was talking about the one overseas. Hey, just getting hype. Hey, everybody. A little geography over for you. Coming so, you. Uh, what do we start? I feel like we got sidetracked early on when what we... We were talking we st- about forest fires. No, pre-forest fire, we were talking about the Nathan and Gabe show. Yeah. What the heck we got going on? So, people that have actually listened to us, this would actually be episode what? 15. 15. Yeah. One five. And so, we did 14 hours of Nathan and Gabe show underneath the getting coasted podcast and and all that is is like that was my original idea was how do i tell the story of the coast Mm -hmm. you know and and my experience here being a new surfer and fishing and and doing jujitsu with the team and all these fun things that we do here on the coast and trying to tell that story and also like delve deep into the coastal lifestyle there's a lot of different cool unique people that are out here because it's it's kind of a unique place it provides a lot of challenges the weather specifically and people's livelihoods are built around the ocean which is right there and it's just a really weird dynamic so if you live here you're you're only kind of doing a couple of different industries probably Mm -hmm. unless you have an independent business and so it brings out a lot of cool, unique people on the coast. And my my goal with the Getting Coasted podcast was to tell that story. Yeah. But then we started the Nathan and Gabe show, and it's been awesome. Yeah. I I you know I I thought it was going to be like just an extra thing that I did, kind of on the side. And it turned out that you know when you're doing stuff that you enjoy, and you, you like we do, we have a good time. We're always laughing. Yeah. But then you have goals too, right? And sometimes when you aim for those goals. You don't always hit the goal that you're aiming for, 
but you still level up. Mm-hmm. And that's my thought with the Nathan and Gabe show, us going to just straight Nathan and Gabe and taking that and just seeing how far we can run with it. That's, it's cool. It's kind of like a new achievement unlocked. I never had the Nathan and Gabe show in mind when I, when I started this, yeah. but this is what it's turned into. And I think it's turned into something pretty awesome. Yeah. So why not just make it our thing and, and do it? Isn't that how it seems like that's how life works. So, so much of the time yeah. is you throw out 15 ideas. And then, like, the last, like, the very last wasn't really even in the forefront of your brain. That one ends up being the one that just charges through. Yeah. It's like the underdog of your own. Well, as an artist, you you sit down with a blank slate and you start to create your art. Mm-hmm. But at some point, the art starts to take its own thing, right? Yeah. It, it takes its own turn. And you're kind of along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And the finished product is very rarely, like, exactly what you had in mind. Never really. Yeah, yeah. right? I'm not so... Just like with jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know? To get to a certain... And I, I always use jujitsu, so the art is a better it's example. It's a good filter, though. Yeah, but... is a good filter. To I think art through. is a good way to understand that, too. Mm-hmm. That, like, the thing that you finish with, the, the finished product, after all that hard work and effort, is its own unique creation. Yeah. That's what makes it special. Same thing with the podcast. Same thing with, yeah, anything. If The trick is to start with having goals. Because mm-hmm. if you're not trying to level yourself up you're not going to even get to a different version of leveling up, right? You'll get to a different version of, like, unhappiness. Right. Where it's the same version, the same miserable unhappiness. You're just further down the road in it. Yeah, right? So people have different levels of, like, being depressed. Right. You know, but to conquer that, the other side of that coin is different levels of having goals. Mm -hmm. And if you're a a part-time goal-getter, cool, then maybe... You and of course my jujitsu filter. You do jujitsu once a week or once every uh, week and a half, two weeks, mm-hmm. something like that. And then there's the people who are in there every single class, five minutes early, five minutes late, yeah, like, or five minutes after class, before and after. Just those are the ones that that level up more. And those people, they're gonna hit their goals faster than the part-time goal getters, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes jujitsu, like for me in in fighting, my pursuit of fighting is what branched off into my pursuit of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for MMA fighting, I would have never found jujitsu. Right. And if it wasn't for jujitsu, I would have never started a gym. Yeah. And if you know, it wasn't starting then, a gym, I would have yeah. never had the Nathan, Nathan the Game the show. show. Yeah. So the pursuit of always trying to level up gets you somewhere. Yeah. And if you're not trying that, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, man. Being goal-oriented, that's big. You know, it was a big compliment that you paid me speaking of. Uh, this is like a long time ago, real long time ago. But it was something that I took with me and I was like proud about. You have a champion's frame. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was really early on. I remember that. But uh, it was, um, you know, it's funny, real quick. Well, let me, let me talk about the champion's frame story. Uh, yeah, let me like put a pin in that. Let me tell you this first. When you told me, uh, you were talking about everybody being in class, and then you pointed to me when I was new, and you said, "I literally can't get this guy to leave." Yeah, <laughs> and I, because I was always here like a half hour <laughs> early and staying an hour late at every class, so I was like, "Okay, that was a big deal." But the champions frame story, right? So here's actually how it how it broke down. You didn't tell me that I had the champions frame. You told Seamus, our teammate, that he has a champions frame, and then I, this was his very first day in the gym ever, and me being me an asshole i walk up to Seamus and i go uh yeah i mean like he told me that first like you know like it's nothing special but you never told I me i never that. said it you told me uh something about being a champion yeah which i keep near and dear to me yeah but 
I I went up to Seamus and I was like, yeah, I mean, like, don't don't oh, get excited. Oh, so you popped Seamus. Yeah, I was like, bubble. I was like, that was me first. So yeah. yeah, the thing about that is, I do genuinely mean it. It's uh, it's and there's everybody. There's champion in any frame. Sure. So yeah. Exactly. You can find yeah. somebody that looks like you. That's one somewhere probably. Yeah. So uh, yeah, really, everybody could have a champion's frame. Yeah. But there are the people, the body types. You know, like look at. Uh, Again, I talk about him all the time, and I'm terrible at remembering his name. The Olympic swimmer that won- Michael, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Yeah, that dude has a unique swimming body. Yeah. He's got long torso, like big flat feet, mm-hmm. and uh, his his body's just made for for swimming. Yeah. And then you see people too, like as a as a grappler. I'll look at somebody and be like, "Dude, tell me you're a wrestler." And you know, they're often, yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm like, I can tell just by the way you're, you know, by <laughs> the way, way your stance is, yeah. And uh, and if not, it's like, dude you got to get in the gym because you're built for this shit. Yeah, right. You know, and you can, early on, uh, I remember, uh, God, I don't really remember, but somebody talked about my shoulders being square. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, like, a T-frame on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, yeah, that's sick, dude. Like, my shoulders are, like, naturally teed out. Yeah. And I was always really proud of, like, the way that my shoulders were, and uh, and it had nothing to do with my hard work or anything. Like that. This is <laughs> early naturally. on. I just knew that somebody said that I had a good frame to like build muscle on. Yeah. And then I was like, that's yeah, awesome. I yeah. like that. That's all and I needed. That 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 helped. It helped spark kind of okay. Like okay, I, that means I can do it. And if that this guy thinks that I can do that, then I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. And sometimes you know you think that oh I got short legs so I can't do this we we tend to put we being me and everybody put limits on ourselves all the time mm-hmm. we're always freaking shooting ourselves in the foot and i don't know why that is that's kind of like an ego thing it's like a deep-rooted fear it's like an insecurity to level up outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and i and i and i think that that's something that not everybody maybe deals with but those that are goal-oriented that start to level up in anything they do, there's almost like this weird feeling of not belonging there. Mm-hmm. Like not really deserving of where you're at. Yeah. And sometimes that's like a, just a lack of confidence. Sure. But that lack of confidence can come from like ignorance or just from not having had somebody like push you, mm-hmm. like help you get that confidence in yourself. Sure. And uh, that's important, man. If you're going to be a leader to help build up the people around you, you have to start to instill that confidence in them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's letting them know that they're more capable of, of what they even think that they are. Right. And uh, and with body types and jujitsu and fighting and grappling, all those, uh, you know, you've gone against guys that are taller than you, guys that are shorter, sure. guys that are wider than you. Mm-hmm. And they all bring different challenges based on their, you know, obviously their skill and their strength, right. but their, their natural frame, mm-hmm. how they're built that plays a role in the, the variables yeah, of the fighting. Yeah. And so um, sometimes people that are tall and lanky, they'll come into the gym and they'll think, you know, am I too tall and lanky for this stuff? And it's so it's up to me. It's up to us yeah. as, as leaders in the gym to say, no, not only are you are you perfectly built for this. Yeah, you might face some challenges based on that, but mm-hmm. you can also be above and beyond other people based on th- that yeah. body type too. Absolutely. That long, you know. So we've seen it with with these young, skinny, strong guys coming mm-hmm. into the gym and how good they're getting because we've pointed them at the direction of of fighting exactly. where their their body types are going to be the best. Mm-hmm. That's huge to learn that. Yeah. People don't, you know, that just comes it can come from 
getting smashed over and over and over and and then developing slowly the realization, oh, I'm, I'm better here than I am here. Mm-hmm. But if you have a good coach and a good team of people around you, they can help you discover those things a lot faster and save you a lot of time. It streamlines the whole Yeah, process. hell yeah. yeah. That's why it's good to have different weights, different sizes, mm-hmm. just a, a variety of body types to train with, and then smart people. That's mm-hmm. Dude, we're so lucky on the yeah. coast because we've got a lot of smart people in the gym. And the, and we've got such a good, happy, positive vibe. It's like a, it's a level up vibe. Mm-hmm. And if you walk in the gym, I mean, you can sense that immediately. Yeah. It's, it's a good vibe. When I open up that door and walk into the gym, like the feel is like s- s- intelligent, education, healthy, positivity, mm-hmm. winning, like all good thoughts and, and yeah. vibes. And I think that that comes from being a little hippity dippity. That comes sure. from all of the energy that we've created in that in that space. Yeah, there's been a lot of learning energy, mm-hmm. a lot of overcoming challenges. Yeah, you know, a lot of like confidence building and mm-hmm. like and and healthiness and happiness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's struggle through that, but struggle brings that promotes growth. Hell yeah, yeah. Stress promotes growth for I mean, sure. That's, there's a direct correlation with that. Yep. Like when we're pounding against each other's bodies. Whoa. That that's hey whoa. that's not hey whoa bro whoa are you gonna smoke my meat? Here's the thing, uh, but if when we're you know pushing each other to this like crazy uncomfortable spots, it's nice because that's where you end up getting that growth from that personal growth. Yeah, and that even the positivity through the sadness, like I've I've bled in here, I've sweat in here, I've cried in here. Oh boy, not in the shack. Okay, in the in the, in shower. the shower. In the shower, I've cried. Okay. But the thing is, not like shampooing your like, eyes. Like, oh, it happens. Yeah, I was like, "Why am I so good? Like, it's, it's frustrating." Like, I got the fastest me. tap in the gym. Yeah, just oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a drag. But uh, yeah, it's been a there's a, a lot of like growth in this place. It's like in the walls now. Yeah, I agree. You know, and there's also like sweat too. Yeah, because we never put a layer of seal over the wood. Oh so, man, <laughs> what? So we should do that. We got even some Thompsons on we that. We should do that. Shout yeah. out to Thompsons. Who's Thompson? Thompsons Water Seal. Okay, they did the seal on the deck allegedly. Yeah. at Niagara Falls. Oh wow. Which I always thought about this though. If Great advertising. If you're at, I know, right? But if you're at Niagara Falls, how the hell did they build those decks? Yeah. That yeah would, I mean, that would have been... You got hazard pay. Such a sure. hard job. Well, dude. I, dude, weirdly that you brought that up, I saw a like, stupid Instagram post this morning of a girl who was mowing the lawn mm-hmm. at Niagara Falls, and she has like a whole big strap. Her, her back is like strapped to like a, a thing to like keep her from falling off the edge. Even oh. though she wasn't really that far from the edge, she was pretty... You know, she probably had, I don't know, 15, 20 feet. Still. But she mowed the lawn be in the space between the fence and then the the waterfall. Wow. So, yeah, somebody has to mow that, and it's this girl. Yeah. And for her to do it, she had to get Good strapped Good for her in. getting after it. Yeah. Well, it's a job. I mean, she probably didn't want to do it. I bet. I mean, still, that's like, <laughs> wow. Like, what a, uh, what a bold young woman yeah i mean if you got to mow a lawn might as well be on the edge of the niagara falls yeah i mean that's a pretty epic view yeah but ultimately i feel like it would just like once you did it once you'd be like i don't want to do that again. i'm good on that <laughs> be pretty yeah. scary man yeah you know yeah. that's a that's a hell of a drop i don't know how tall it is or anything have you, you never know. been there maybe when i was little really yeah we did like a lot of traveling when i was little my family did okay but I don't remember most of it. Okay. You know, I was that little. That was so after you came back from the UK. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so people that are just tuning into the Nathan and Gabe okay, show. Okay, yeah, if this is episode one. Yeah, right. it's it's kind of, it's episode one. Yeah. Of the official launch of Nathan and Gabe show yeah. as independent podcast. Yeah, that's true. But for uh, those diehards mm-hmm. that right, maybe they're listening to this. It's it's uh, they've gone backwards. We're hot right now, right? It's the okay. year 2022. Yeah. Uh, Nathan and Gabe shows like number one. Yeah. And people are going back and they're like, let me hear let me hear the beginning. The very start. Well, it's not this it's not right this. now. There's actually a, a prequel. Yeah. Right? And that's under the, the Getting, Getting Coasted, Coasted podcast. Wow. Which who knows if that'll even be around. I don't know. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. The internet. I feel like in my head I have like uh, like little like eight track tapes that have the episodes on it. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's ever gonna play those. No, no, but they're there and they exist. They do. They're out there now. So does that mean? Uh, well, we'll probably cover some of those things that we covered. But like, that makes sense. like just talking about right now, where sure. you were born. If you yeah. wanna, if you really wanna know where all that story comes from, it's to the prequels. That's that'd be on episode two. Wow. Because on episode one, I said that I was born overseas. You, you, and didn't, I didn't, didn't know. Really know where. You didn't know. Yeah. And then episode two, you came in with the big. Yeah. Yeah. That I was born on uh, RAF Upper Hayford. RAF being Royal Air Force. Nice. The base over there. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't have to rehash the whole story. I know, right? What are we going to do? But, but if people want to hear it, episode two. Episode two, guys. Under the Getting Coasted podcast, Nathan and Gabe show. Yeah. That episode one, though, it's funny how far we've came now. For sure. Well, like, let's talk about the ad. Yeah. Right? If you go back and listen to the original, mm-hmm. the, the prequel a series, choppy. a little choppy. We're in the gym, right? So there's like an echo. Yeah. And uh, it turned out okay. It I think it right. made us like $3. Yeah. I hate it. You all know, right. which I, is. I never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Put it towards your phone. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so if. I don't even know where. <laughs> <laughs> it probably won't even let you cash out until you get to uh, a certain amount. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah. Who, yeah. Ca- who cares? What well, if we. Wouldn't that be wild? though if we forgot about that and just grow oh well if we hit episode 100 and then we go back and there's like yeah and you'd be like wow there's like a lot of a lot of views and a lot of money too bad we could have got it paid in bitcoin oh that'd have been nice look at how much i'm sweating yeah it's warm in here so the pot really sweating yeah i can feel my my chest (laughs) oh my god what are you actually cutting weight well i got a giant pot of hot coffee yeah you're holding it in your hands dude like mine's on the table so the the sun is shining through this giant window here yeah there's no airflow in this room and it's sealed off so Mm. there's not a whole lot of sound coming in it also is like a sauna yeah so the pod sauna today yeah, which and is okay though. I it's mean, all right. We're trying to maintain a healthy weight. Yeah, I don't mind, dude. I'm down to one eighty-five point six. Really? Yeah. Dang. I used to walk at like eighty-five when I fought at seventy. Wow. So I'm slowly making my way back down. You want to know the secret to losing weight? To losing weight? Yeah, absolutely. Besides just working my ass off and drinking yeah. a lot of water, kale, bro. Really? A guy. I have a big fat garden full of kale and yeah. collards and chard. Yeah. And all of those like hefty leafy greens, mm-hmm. they like, scrape your guts as they go through and clean you out. And so I've been eating like, uh, you know how I love my smoked meat. I'll yeah. take I'll take a couple pieces of that. I'll chop it up real small, mm-hmm. fry it up with some rice, and then take that rice and mix it up with some kale or some collards. Yeah. And dude, I've been eating that as like dinner for a couple nights a week for last few weeks man uh, like the weight's just coming See, off that's that's the secret deal. okay good yeah because yeah you know your boy's trying to cut some i got weight. i'll give you a bag full of kale Dude, if you, be... do you, i think i asked you before and you said you're gonna check on your kale supply is that you 
No. Oh, I, don't, I don't grow any. I try to push kale off on everybody because I got a, such a big garden fall. I'll Did, give you a bag. Really? Yeah. If you're listening to this and it's any time uh, around <laughs> <laughs> the launch date of this, yeah. uh, you want to come through and get some kale, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I grow a lot. And the way I, I, I harvest it is uh, through like the grazing method. And are you familiar with that? Isn't that where you take little bits off so it'd be like as if a deer were to be... Exactly, it, yeah. Right? The natural, you know, animals naturally pick at this stuff. So, uh, of course, the gazillion years of evolution allows them to regrow even faster. So they produce more leaves. And mm -hmm. so as long as you're just kind of shearing the top layer off, you're going to get more and more and eat that all year long. That's nice. And uh, with collards and kale, that stuff, it's a perennial, so it just keeps growing. That's killer. Yeah. yeah. And so I went oh, so nice. hard on garlic and collards, kale, and hot peppers this year. That's pretty much uh, sums up most of my, Damn. I don't know how many square feet, but a lot. You've yeah. seen it out there. Yeah, you got a good size garden. So, dude, the plan is, is, is tons of kale, mm -hmm. collards, uh, go hard on the rice, keep smoking the meat, mixing that in there. And then stock up is that on that as much as I can, and uh, do that for as long as I can, dude. Rice is cheap. Yeah. Meat is expensive, but if you chop it up pretty small, then smoke yeah. it. You can get a lot out of it. Yeah. And then my own garden supply, bro. I mean, that's the best. Yeah. I don't know how much money I'll save on eating lots of meals with my main ingredient being the thing that I grow, but a lot of money. For and sure. It's something that, dude. If Again, I'm always thinking about the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. If something happens and now the stores are out of food or something, I've got a, a solid supply of at least greens. At yeah. least, I, and then for sure with the greens, I live in Oregon, mm -hmm. and there's animals all around me, so I'll kill anything that I can kill. Yeah, and mix that with my kale. For sure, and dude, my family's surviving. Yeah, so I'll make sure of that. And um, I think having a big garden, dude, what a what a Good skill to have and an important one. And then the, the financial savings long term are going to be tremendous. Sure. Plus the benefit of no pesticides, none of that weird mm -hmm. shit. I don't have anybody's goobered on it while they're picking through it in right. the store. Yeah. You know, worse, I'm going to get a little bird poop on some leaves and I'll rinse, rinse it, off. it off. Yeah, yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. It's all organic. Yep. I, are we ever going to have a, um, a Nathan and Gabe show like hunting podcast? Do you want to? I've never hunted. So, okay, but do I you know think that... you would if if you had an uh, innocent buck, mm -hmm. you know, a little four by four in your sights? Do you yeah. think you could end that life? Oh, dude, I'm dead behind the eyes. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I I wouldn't. I don't know. It'd be tough. I mean, here's the situation: you I walk around be, the corner. I bet you my heart would race. Yeah, a buck walks up, like puffs its chest out. Breeze in like a, a bird flies behind it, like a ray of sunshine in the morning light, dew yeah. like on its horns. It's just beautiful, beautiful situation, yeah. right? And could you put one through that thing's heart, for real? I mean, here's my thing. I don't know how good of a shot I am. Okay, I, I, so I, that so so like surfing. I, before I want we to go kill him quick, right? Like hundred percent. I mean, I'm yeah. not trying to to make him have a stressful, terrible death. Yeah, no that's way. the thing. Is I almost feel like I would rather go hunting. And watch somebody else. Well, then we got to have the Nathan and Gabe show go shooting podcast first. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Which is cool. Cause, yeah. But the cost of ammo, bro. Eee. Yeah, I've never, I've never shot a rifle. I've shot a handgun twice. Okay. And twice meaning I fired two rounds in the same occasion. Okay. One, yeah. one. Uh, was it a pistol? Do you know? Or uh, it was like one. Of, it a revolver. Looked, it looked like no. It was a 
pistol, so it kind of looked like one of those like nine millimeter type okay. guns, but I forget it was a little smaller. Okay, probably like a thirty-eight, something like that. Okay, yeah, but I fired that twice in the woods. Three eighty, three eighty, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I'm not super sure. Not a thirty-eight, yeah. three eighty. I've never really been a big gun guy, so I'm not. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different types, just like cars or anything else. If you're into it, you can go super deep and and different barrel lengths and different weights and mm-hmm. how that plays on the the bullet, how the bullet spins as it goes. There's a, so many factors that yeah. go into like such a simple mechanism that if you're really into it, you can just like jujitsu or anything else, cars mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. You can go hard, bro. And we talked about the M1 Grand, that old yeah, badass sure. rifle I used to sell. And, uh, I mean, to have one of those, like, that's a piece of history. Yeah. Um, and also some of these guns now, like, there's a lot of people out there. Oh, camera's too hot on the old uh, Go. GoPro. It's powering Just off. shows how hot it is in the old Podge yeah. uh, sauna. <laughs> I mean, it, we're not going to be able to get it back on. So yeah. I'll, well, I'll find something. That's all right. Good to know sure. GoPros uh, get so hot so fast. I mean, if I was, like, on a yeah. dirt bike with that in the desert hitting jumps, are you telling me I only have 28 minutes of activity? Yeah. I wonder, though, if you were hitting jumps in the cool air that was hitting the bike. Okay. Not cool air. But what if it's, like, 100 degrees and I'm in the desert? There yeah, is no cool air. Yeah, I don't know, man. Interesting. Maybe put it in a bowl of water. All right. Okay. Well, so we don't have any video for the Nathan and Gabe show. Yeah. And that's okay. She was. It's all right. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We got 30 out. minutes of a podcast to fill with no yeah. video, and that's okay. Yeah. I think we'll be just fine because we, we got a lot to talk about. And we adapt. We overcome in this podcast. Yeah. And speaking of adapting and overcoming, we're going to go surfing after this. Uh, yay. <laughs> Are you ready to adapt to uh, the ocean and overcome those waves? I mean, they don't look as crazy today. Yeah. You know, seeing them, they look... Uh, it looks a lot more mellow. Like we did the first time Memorial Day weekend. It yeah. was pretty chill. Mm-hmm. And so you feel a little bit better about that today? It, it's a little bit more assuring looking. Are you going to go stay in the shallows still? Probably. Okay. I mean, I, I've had a lot of weird nightmares already. I have a very active imagination. So, so I, you legit have PTSD from the last... I guess if that's what you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, it's you know? trauma. I mean, yeah. you have some trauma, bro. It was scary. Yeah. You know, I got actually scared, and I don't get scared all that often. I could tell. You know? Yeah. yeah well, you're was... an adult. I mean, most I adults, and we live a cushy-ass life, you know? It's 2021. Yeah. We got electric cars and shit, and yeah. automatic electric cars. Yeah, I can start mine from here on the couch. Sick. Yeah. Wild. But can I it drive to you though? Uh, you don't have one of those cars. It costs like but they exist. It costs like two hundred bucks to install that. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that doesn't. Uh, yeah, they someday. do have those though. Probably someday for sure. Teslas do. They do. Yeah, they have like a pick me up feature. No shit. Yeah, so I think if it's like if it's like parked at the the parking lot of wherever. Yeah. Um, Gucci. If you're driving those, that right? makes sense. And you if walk you out the, the door, drives to you, yeah. and it just rolls up. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Also, stop buying Gucci. Like, <laughs> you know, people that spend so much money on, like, shit that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't care if I have a million dollars. I'll never spend, like, that much money on yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I feel like I would still just... You know what I would spend more money on, though? Uh, I would spend more money on probably better shoes, trying out better shoes. Okay. To see... 
because they have like really really good different types of shoes i would like to try like a pair of climbing shoes just to walk around them to see how they feel well I would climbing shoes are supposed to be a little bit smaller than your regular shoes so are they? walking around in those all so day would, would be terrible okay yeah but i would like to just try different especially you got big shoes. you got big wide feet yeah i don't feel like i but that you know what wide feet i feel like would probably be a good thing for me climbing if i were to climb because that's a lot of surface area. Yeah, but when it's you jam them in that in that climbing shoe, you don't get to have necessarily the oh, benefit true. of the wide. So no foot. matter what, it doesn't matter. I don't know. You're just limited yeah. to the to the wow. shoe. Yeah. Maybe they have a wide climbing shoe. Maybe. I don't know. Like an E, a double E climbing shoe. Yeah, I have no e idea. Width, I think. Does but it? yeah, I would I would still try different shoes. I feel like I would still be pretty much like a t-shirt and joggers type of fella. Yeah. But I would uh I would probably try newer shoes. Just um, for the hell of it. Like, just like a pair of Nikes. Like, I want to try oh, Nike. Yeah. I want to try Merrell's. I want to try... Kind of, yeah. Okay, I mean, you can would... do that every time you buy a new pair of shoes. Why don't you just yeah mix it up? And But there are some shoes that are, like, so, so expensive that I would just be curious to try, like, like the best shoe for back pain relief or whatever mm, it would be. I'd yeah. like to try these type of things. The only thing that I don't like about that, though, is that if I got accustomed to it and then now I can never wear like regular shoes or yeah, flip flops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, if you get a, a shoe that caters to your foot, your foot's never going to necessarily, uh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I was going to say adapt. Yeah. You know, because like yeah. the arch support. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of arch because I've spent a lot of time training barefoot over the last 15 years. Man. Right? Like, well, on the mat, that's barefoot. I mean, or not really. Cause but it, well, you're, it's kind of it's kind of cushioned. Right. So you're, there's a little bit you of support. Sound like a big shoe. But I went through like a barefoot running kick for a while. Damn, dude. Yeah, and I I did that. And I, I growing up, I was always outside in the woods, like running through the woods barefoot. Man, like we spent summers barefoot. I mean, yeah. So I, my foot is is pretty strong, and I wouldn't want to dumb it down with shoes. I think mm -hmm. that's the whole argument for barefoot running. Yeah, is. Let your foot naturally adapt to the the natural like push of your running, and that will that adaption will help you run the right way. Yeah. Right. Instead of uh, it'll make you use your arch as a natural spring, mm -hmm. which it's meant to be. And the people that have like big arch support in their shoes, they never really their feet don't ever get strong like they should be to help give them your your foot is your connection to the ground. Yeah. So. All of the things like your strength, your base, your balance, a lot of that plays into how your foot pad touches the ground. Mm -hmm. And if your foot is dumbed down from wearing shoes, you're not going to have the most natural, best barefoot connection to the ground as you would that somebody who's somebody's foot that's adapted to the barefoot lifestyle right. is going to have. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So shoes are making your feet dumber yeah and i think the the better way would be if you had so much money just say screw it i'm not even gonna wear shoes anymore wow. because then society is gonna be like oh you don't have shoes and then you could just throw money at their face yeah you know that even when you mock throwing money your hand got close <laughs> i used to be a lot more flinchy remember when i started at the gym i'd flinch at like everything and i used I, to do that too like a lot more oh. like I feel like a lot more ready. Like yesterday, whenever John and I were grappling, he pretended threw a knee at my head. Oh boy! And I, I like blocked it without even knowing, without nice. even thinking about it. Nice. It was wild. I got a forearm up and blocked it. Wow! It would have hurt though. Yeah, still. it hurt my forearm. That son of a gun. Kneeing, kneeing to the body from a grappling position. I'm glad that's not part of jujitsu. That changes things for sure. Yeah. If if you're trying to do jujitsu and somebody starts striking you. 
Wow, that changes the whole dynamic. It's a combat jiu-jitsu. Well, that's the same well, deal, right? sort of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the but next knees, level up, knees. MMA. You still got eight weapons. You know, yeah. your fists, your elbows, your knees, and your feet. So for grappling, usually those are involved in controlling you mm-hmm. and holding you down. And so you can usually get one arm up in the air or one leg while you're kneeing somebody. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to kick somebody while you're grappling. But mm-hmm. if I'm if if you're in between my legs, right, and I'm on, on my back, and mm-hmm. you're in between my legs in my guard, yeah, I can definitely smash you with my heel, yeah, and and make that hurt. Right. You know, and I can still I've frame seen, yeah, away with that. my arms and like up kick you, mm-hmm. and so you can still violently strike somebody from grappling positions is that why though like now if you look at uh like mixed martial arts like you know you see a lot of guys that are like the best of the best jujitsu players that, yeah. that, that go to do mma some of them are not as dominant of actual fighters like you look at like crone gracie like crone gracie decided to like do mma and was still really good yeah he's still pretty good but or like damian maya that's another dude who's still like very good but a lot of these guys aren't like the very top of the top because it's hard to be i mean those guys are top of the top guys in the world for yes sure. yes but in terms of like rounded fight skills right they're very one-sided mm-hmm. right and and that's kind of the the game to, to play as a young fighter coming up do you want to try to be good at everything mm-hmm. or do you want to try to be really good at one thing and they they both have their own benefits and mm-hmm. and downsides yeah. because if I want to be good at striking with my with my boxing and my muay thai so elbows knees all of my eight weapons and my kicks and I want to be really good at jujitsu that's a lot of freaking training yeah and to to just as a natural you know learner to be able to incorporate all of that knowledge into your body and be really good at at all of those things that takes a lot takes a lot yeah. of training, a lot of time. You have to be really smart. And it's not it's not for everybody because what happens is if I try to be really good at striking and, and really good at jujitsu, then I don't get really good at either one of them. I get okay at, at both of them. Mm-hmm. And long enough time, you'll get really good at both maybe if you stick with yeah. it. But the the lifespan on that on that athlete that's training hard in, in all of those martial arts styles is going to be shorter, I think. Right. So then the be- the benefit of, of being one-dimensional fighter is I'm really good at like jiu-jitsu. Like if mm-hmm. I went back into the MMA world right now, I would for sure be a heavy jiu-jitsu fighter because sure. I've spent the last seven years not doing MMA and just doing jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, that being said, I would never want to jump right back into it because now I'm so rusty with my hands. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that would be where my vulnerability is. I would want to take... Uh, maybe two, three months and just concentrate on Muay Thai and mm-hmm. boxing and kind of put my jiu-jitsu on the back burner right. to get caught up enough to where I could go into that fight with somebody that's, whether they're well-rounded or not, mm-hmm. I'll test my hands and if it goes to where we're clinching, like most fights do, then I'll, I'll fall back on my strength, which right. is my jiu-jitsu. And towards the end of my fight career, that's kind of how I was. as mm-hmm. I was more willy-nilly with my punches and kicks Knowing that if if the guy grabbed me and tried to take me down and go down to the ground, that's where I want to be anyway. Yeah. So screw it. I might as well try to head kick this guy and just go for it. Yeah. You know. And then sometimes your ego gets in in the way too, and you'll get hit standing up, 
and you're like, screw that. I'm not going to want to use my jiu-jitsu. I just want to punch you back. Yeah. Right? right. Like, you just hit me hard, dude. Now yeah. I want to hit you. Now I get to trade. And so sometimes, like, even though I would probably do better on the ground, you get caught in that stand-up game because you just want to punch somebody, too, you know? Yeah. You don't. So it's uh, there's so much that goes into that. And those guys that are in the UFC that are uh, at now at that high level of fighting, but they're, they're come from a high level of jiu-jitsu, you know, there's it's kind of a scarier thing because at that level, you're going up against guys that are rounded and their striking could be so terrible that you might not even get a chance to do your jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You might just get slapped. It's like Ben Askren. Right. Right? Like yeah. that if that dude gets a hold of you, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna grapple you to the ground, control you, and just slowly hit yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And what the trick is there is to run across and do a flying knee and so don't even give him a chance right. to hit you. Yeah. Yeah, is that a? I like that guy. Yeah, I, I like Ben Askren too. I feel like a lot of people aren't huge Ben Askren fans. Well, and one of the things that was frustrating is you know how he fought the uh, uh, Jake Paul, the YouTuber. Yeah. Well, um, I people were saying that like you know, man, I can't believe Ben Askren lost, but he was like smiling about it like ten minutes later. Well, I think he didn't really care. He made like a million dollars, dude. Yeah, I know, I know, and I. You know, that's awesome for him. Good job. He he won the game. You know, yeah. he made his money and he does. But gosh dang it, dude. He was a combat athlete yeah. at the highest levels right. in the Olympics and then in, in MMA. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you let this guy come in and dang it. It just stinks. You know what, though, is I think that people uh, I think people underestimate. The, and I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of how those guys act. The Paul brothers, Jake uh, and Logan. Can I just say, I didn't know that they both were fighters. I, I Whenever I heard about them fighting, I thought it was the same brother. I didn't oh, know yeah, that it was just the, the same guy that you didn't know that they both fought. You just yeah, yeah, I thought same. I thought it was the same okay. brother that yeah. fought Mayweather and, yeah. and asked and it was just fighting. I thought yeah. he was just Pursuing I, fighting. I often kind of get them confused, but now it's funny in them doing that. I know which one looks like which one. Yeah, because it's just you know. I almost don't even care. Everywhere. I almost don't want to know. But bro. I want to say though, the thing about that though is like, uh, a lot of people will say like, man, these guys are just like you know, YouTubers, and they're you know obviously just doing this for money, which they are. I mean, they did a lot. They got a lot of money. But the thing that's interesting about it is like, they're like in their early twenties. Yeah, they're like, crushing the game. What if they've been boxing seriously for like four years, like full time training, full time boxing? It's a lot of training, man. That's a lot of time. You know what I mean, yeah, because they have the money to not work and get the best coaches, and they can get the best coaches. They can train, you know, six days a week with a rest day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these kids could actually be decent boxers when they can afford the whole team because, of support yeah, around so them like, and just lead them. Yeah. Was Ben Askren actually outmatched in boxing? He may have been. Yeah, I think he was. And I think he was shown that his whole fight career. That was the problem yeah. going into it. Everybody's like, dude, you've never been a boxer. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to try to be a boxer. Well, I think fight fans don't like to admit that, though. I think they say, oh, he's just a YouTuber. He's a YouTuber. But look, this, regardless of whatever, if this kid is young and hungry and has access to the best. I mean, I don't know how old he is. He's probably 23, 24 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at it as like in a few years, like, no, he's not going to go and contend for a belt anywhere. Who knows, dude? But right, maybe though. You look at it, I mean, he could be a freak. Like, he could just be a freak. The world that we live in is so crazy. Anything is possible. True. Nothing surprises me at this point. So when I hear like a guy that's a YouTuber is going to be a world champ, I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, might as well be. Yeah. Sure. Good. It's funny though, is people kind of seem to dislike these guys because 
they there's are always like haters YouTubers. bro but it's funny is like i mean i mean because they act like assholes sure but the thing is if he was like a really nice person and like you know lovable to everybody and everybody's like man this guy's the best like People if it was tom hanks if Tom Hanks went out and, and, and fucking slapped Ben Askren, everybody's like, Tom Hanks is the man. <laughs> yeah, you know? but this cocky guy. Well, that's the appeal. Yeah. You know, and like any of these guys that, that make the headlines or they're doing moving and shaking. Colby Covington, you know, uh, what's his Chael name? Chael Sonnen was like Ch- the first one yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. A McGregor, obviously. Yeah, McGregor. A huge one. Yeah. Um, Even like these... Jorge Masvidal, who's like as, as real as it gets, he, he played into that like... I'm the baddest dude. Yeah. You know, he played into it a little more than he used to. Yeah. And I think that that's because you see these other guys making bank. Getting yeah. Spon- right. Because at the end of the day, it's the views, you know, and like these haters, these armchair quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Ben Askren's not looking at their Instagram page. You know, he doesn't no. give any shits about them. Right. And so the, that's like, man, one of my, one of my best uh, victories in MMA I fought a guy, uh, awesome, a cool guy, too, much respect. I wouldn't even get into who he was or anything like that, but it was was one of my best fights, and I won. And first, when I went into that fight, like three people clapped for me in this whole room. It was his hometown, hometown crowd, big event. Man. And... Like my my wife, like my coach, and like one of my my corner men clapped for me, and and then like it was silence, and like maybe there's some hissing and some booing going on, and then this other guy came out roaring, like people were like shaking the cage, like refs were like don't check the like people are going crazy, yeah. right? And so all that energy, bro, it was such a powerful energy, and I remember I was I was so confident in in my fight ability at that time. That I just remembered closing my eyes and like, I almost like absorbed that energy and I took that for myself. Yeah. Like all that cheering, bro. I know they're cheering for you, but they're cheering for me in my own head. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, dude, I like absorbed that energy and I, and I beat this guy. And when I beat him, silence. Again, the gym was only quiet two times that night when I walked (laughs) out and then after I won. Yeah. And, uh, dude, it doesn't matter if you like me or you like the other guy yeah you're sitting in your seat and you're watching me do my thing yeah i'm not looking at you bro i didn't come to your event guy booing for me right okay you're here at mine so suck it bro i'm up here and it's even it's just icing on the cake that i won yeah even if i didn't win you guys are out there booing me you guys are are, you know you're cheering for your guy you're not Mm -hmm. whatever so when i when i read shit I'm almost immune to it now, like, and I don't have to deal with anything because I'm not anybody. Nobody knows, you know. I don't have shit talkers talking. I have had in my day, you know. And the people that comment garbage, um, dude, I don't even look at their page. I don't, it doesn't matter, right? Because I'm doing stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. We're doing shit. I'm doing yeah. Nathan the Game Show, you know. Sure. I'm doing my business. I'm we're going surfing. I'm 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 being a family man, mm-hmm. and I have so much more shit to do. Then, then worry about what other people think about me. I just don't care, and so that's uh, to be able to have the I don't care attitude. That makes I think that helps you become more successful. Yeah, it's like being actually at peace. Yeah, like do you ever see the movie Kung Fu Panda? No, dude, is that watch, a good one? Watch that one with the kiddo. It's okay. funny. It's good. Okay. Came out like 2010, maybe. Yeah, I want to say, but a anyhow, long time ago. Uh, uh, Master Shifu finds inner peace. And the panda has an awfully chaotic time trying to find inner peace. But when he finds it, amazing things happen. Wow. 
It's a good movie, dude. Okay. I think that's in Kung Fu Panda 2. They made like three of them. I don't like when they do that with movies. They make like way too many. It's like, just just have one. Yeah. One was really good. Two, it progressively got less interesting. Like Terminator? Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, I only saw like one of the newer Terminators and I never went back and watched the other ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've you seen them really. on TV because they're on TV all the time. What about Star Wars? I've seen the Star Wars films. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. I Multiple mean, times. They don't. Do they don't. They don't really get old though. Even though they keep adding to the. Or do they? Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, do you think the newer ones are worse than the the originals? So let me think. Because there's like how many? I mean, there's what three? There's three different generations of films that have came out now. So there's like four, five, and six came out like a long time ago. What eighties? Was it in the eighties? I don't uh. remember. And then, like, 1, 2, and 3 came out, because they had, like, the middle ones, the 1, 2, and 3, and then they had, like, the ones after the middle ones. Okay. He put George Lucas, the dude that made them, put it on, like, a weird timeline. Well, So you kind of, like, know the core characters, then go back and learn about how they became the core characters, and then way later you find out what happens to the those characters. The consequences of the... Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, what sucks is each of those three films essentially has the exact same story arc. You know, it's like the one person rises through all the odds and nobody expects him to do it. And then they become like the best Jedi ever. And okay. It's, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Well, he's done something right. It's probably like, the, yeah. if it ain't broke, don't Dude, fix I it. I got, actually, you know what's funny is like the newest ones, I got really excited whenever, um like they had this. So all of the Jedis that were ever good were like men. And then they had like this woman that came out. Okay. And she was, like, the best Jedi or whatever. And it was actually pretty cool. Like, I got pretty jazzed up. I saw it in the movie theaters. I don't even remember why. Okay. I just wanted something to do. Yeah. I clearly wasn't training then. No. So I was just like, yeah, I guess I'll go watch a movie. Tried to empower the, the women. Yeah. That's and, great. And it was cool, though. I liked it. Because it was, like, uh, it was just a nice moment. Like, in the, like, she, like, lifts these rocks. And I'm like, this is rad. Let's go. Mm. You ever seen a movie by yourself in the theaters? Uh, I'm sure I have. It's a yeah. weird. It's a weird move as a grown man to go into the movie. Theater yeah, I mean, I haven't in the last. Uh, I don't even know. Maybe I haven't. Maybe yeah, I, haven't. I probably have somewhere along the way, but yeah. not in uh, in the last fifteen. Do you years. think that you would have been under the influence of something? Would you have been? No, I probably would have been uh, like on a base in like Korea or oh, something. I've been like. Yeah. Uh, well, shit. I guess I'll just go to the movies by myself today because I'm. <laughs> in that, sounds, that sounds depressing. <laughs> yeah, I I know. didn't take advantage of uh, being in Korea as much as I I wish I would have in terms of exploring. The, but I did. I did a lot of uh, unique things. Like I I bought a mountain bike over there okay. just so I could like bike off base. Cool. And I would just go down roads and roads until I'd I'd be like in the middle of like surround. I'll never forget. It's like the most epic. I wish I had a picture of it, but I have a picture in my own mind's eye. It's almost like have you been to Sandpoint? Uh, Idaho. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, there's just You've like told me about layers it. and layers of mountains, okay. right? Like just epic. And I remember, and it wasn't mountains at all. It was like hills. But I remember I was on this little road that was like in between just rice paddy fields and uh, like not even a road. I'm talking uh, like a little dirt trail that was maybe 10 feet wide. And I just kept, there's enough of a trail that I just kept following it on my bike. And I finally got to like this spot where I stopped and it was just rice paddy fields, like in a valley, and just big, like kind of green, lush hills all around me. And yeah. I remember looking around and being like, "Man, this is awesome! Like I'm in a foreign land. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows where I am right now. I'm just here, and like 
this is what it's all about. And yeah. I didn't do that enough when I was in Korea. I okay. wish I would have done it more. Yeah, and not went and watched the Terminator in the theaters by yourself. Yeah, so. yeah. I, pr- I and I don't even know if I did that. I don't remember because I did. <laughs> I did have a, a good time in Korea. I was on like the flag football team. That's fun. You know, I, I lifted a lot, so I was a beast. That was like definitely my biggest, strongest, fastest point in my I've life. I've seen pictures of you back in the day. Yeah, not yeah. a whole lot of neck going on, just kind of traps. Yeah, and... you're a pretty pretty thick kid back then. And I used to run like, dude. I don't know, fast miles time. Like, I was pretty quick, too. But, uh, so I had a lot of fun in in Korea. And I did, like, some rappelling off base. And we had an army battery uh, on the base. And they they took care of, like, the missiles. Mm -hmm. And so there's, it's called the Patriot missiles. There's, like, these trucks that have all these missiles on them. And every day, they're just a couple of degrees different. The angles of the missiles are based on the intelligence, the current intelligence for North Korea. Whoa. Right? And so... So you guys are so, just ready to, to go. Ready to go, bro. And, and when I went, oh, yeah. when I was there, uh, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-il's dad, yeah. said he was going to turn South Korea into a lake of fire. Man. And then that was when I was, like, getting ready to go there. And so I thought for sure, like, this is it. Yeah. I t- partied with my friends down at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And uh, and had a really good time because I thought this is a, there's a good chance this is it for me wow. guys. And then I went over there and it was uh, it was pretty intense, but not it wasn't like I didn't fear for my life. But yeah. it was pretty sweet. I mean, in terms of uh, like a military experience, mm-hmm. because our our dorms. No, I was in the Air Force, so we had like air conditioned dorms. You know, while the army guys sleeping like this. Well, they I think the army people actually were in the dorms because they were on an Air Force base. Okay. A lot of other military, they would be in like a a, a hut or something. Not 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 nearly as nice With as like no an AC. Air Force dorm. Yeah. But uh, the downside is is that we were right next to the flight line, and there's always these jets like taking off all oh, day, man. every all day and night. And they would take off with like these super big engines, and your windows would like rattle. Yeah. So it was though. Looking back at it now, mm-hmm. from the cushiness of my own chair, yeah. Um, it was pretty exciting though to be able to like look out the window and see jets taking off, and and uh, man, I used to love to go jogging around the flight line, and from on uh, one side I had all these Patriot missile batteries like overlooking the Yellow Sea, and then there's like this little road that I would run, and then there's jets taking off on the other side it was very like a top gun vibe yeah that's wild you know and so dude it was hard and kind of miserable at the time but it's funny how looking back at it it's like nah that was pretty awesome and i and i look back at it with like fond memories yeah you know um because i did something that was really cool and uh even though gosh at the time i was like checking the calendar every day waiting for one more day to go by so i could come back to the states yeah you know so do you get so so when you say fond memories? Uh, do you get nostalgic about stuff fairly easily? Oh, um, I mean, I've done a, I think a lot of cool things in my life. Yeah, and that that helps motivate me to continue to do cool things. But there's also things that have come and gone in my life too, like uh, Diego's life. You know, living in a van and traveling. Yeah. I'll probably never do that in my yeah, life. Yeah, I love that guy, man. And me too. Me guy. too. And so do I. I. I miss him a lot. He was a good good teammate and a good mm-hmm. guy to have around. Yeah. Uh, but. Just like the van life, I won't be doing that probably. Yeah. Um, but like my military time, uh, I always will wonder like, oh, what if I would have stayed in? You know, I would. Who knows what rank I would be now, and I'd yeah. be ready to retire. And and uh, 
life would be totally different if I would have continued that path. Sure. But the military's also kind of been jerked around a lot, and they're they're tools of politicians. Yeah. And I did not enjoy not knowing what I was having to do. You know, I, one, I don't like being told what to do, right? <laughs> but if I'm told what to do and I understand why I'm doing it, then I can do it. In the military, yeah. they don't necessarily tell you shit. You just got to do it. And if somebody says do it, you got to do it. And it's not why or what, right. you know. And it's like I'm always the kind of guy that I want to know why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. So your moral compass is just completely lost. You don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, there's the moral side of it, too, for sure. Um, I was less probably patriotic in the military than I am now outside of it. Okay. You know, and that's just because the our, our country has changed. Yeah. Uh, and I've become more patriotic because I think that the country has become less patriotic, at least in terms of like media and Mm -hmm. some, you know, we've have a lot of freedom to do anti-American shit, especially here in Oregon. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the things that I grew up with, like family values and like, I don't know, not polluting and respecting your environment, respecting your health and respecting people and businesses, just respect and a lot of that shit's gone out the window. Yeah. And uh, and I think that the people that have supported uh, the the I don't even know what the word is, dude. The the sh- increasing shittiness of of some of our cities in our state, mm-hmm. i.e., Portland, Eugene. Yeah. Um, the people that support that they don't have the same sort of values that I have, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been a, a real eye opener for me. And part of that, I think, is the media. Part of that is the the political climate and the the, the fear yeah. and the uncertainty that's in the world around us, which is pretty heavy right now. But all of that has made me reflect more as an adult on what I think is important. And, you know, love of family, love of country, like just pride in where you live, who you are, how you interact, how you hold yourself, how... You know, how you treat other people and businesses and every aspect of being a good, healthy community member. Mm-hmm. That shit means to me a lot. Way more than ever has. Yeah. Because especially here, man, in Newport, this is where I planted my flag. This is where I want to raise my family. I don't uh, want to raise my family in a shitty place. No. I want, to, I want my daughter to be around healthy people, you know, yeah. and I try to create a really healthy environment for her and for myself, for my own life. And I take pride in that. And, and I take pride in my community because my community is one where I have the, the healthy freedom to grow into my fullest potential. And if, if you got your, your business is getting spray painted and your windows are getting smashed yeah, and burned sucks. and looted and, and just like what we have going on in the whole I-5 corridor – that doesn't help you want to grow as a business owner or a community member. It makes you want to get out. Makes you want to get the hell out of there, yeah. dude. And so I'm I'm so happy and I'm grateful that the life that we have is one that I enjoy and I want to keep that. And so to be able to keep that, I have to look back and reflect at how I feel about things that come up. Yeah. And the way I feel is more patriotic. You know, the flag means more and I think it's more important than ever in my lifetime to be able to look at that flag and be proud and to really think about what it stands for. Yeah. And uh, when I was in the military, bro, like I, you know, I wore the flag on my uniform and I represented everything about that flag. My job was to protect the, the Constitution of the United States and the, the, all of the things that make America what it is. Yeah. And, and part of that agreement is 
to protect against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in Korea, the foreign part was easy. The yeah. guy right up above me said he was going to turn where I live into right. a lake of fire. Yeah. Right. So fuck that guy. Yeah. Right. I can, that, that's the bad guy yeah. for me. That now was the, easy. Now domestic. Yeah. Is, but yeah. now here we are, man. And, yeah. and now I'm seeing my cities being like just trashed, mm -hmm. dude. And if, if we were in a position right now where another country flipped a switch and turned America 10 years ago into the America that it is today, we would consider that as a devastating act of war, right? Like, look at how much fire yeah. and mayhem and, and trash sure. and businesses and, and livelihoods that are lost. Yeah. Ten years ago, things were doing good. Five years ago, things were doing good. Three years ago, things were doing really good. Yeah. And now here we are. Even if, even if you could flip the switch from three years ago, two years ago, to today, if, if another country did that, we would nuke the shit out of them. Yeah. And so, man, yeah, I'm all about that American flag. Yeah, man. And and Team USA, bro, I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. Team America. All right, I went hard for that last yeah. five minutes. Yeah, that was, that was wild. All well, right. Well, we did it live. Yeah, fuck it! We'll do it live. All right. Thanks, everybody. Fuck it's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> all right, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> You are live on the Nathan and Gabe Show. 53 deep. It's a lot of episodes. It's pretty deep. <laughs> hey, all right. You ever see that movie Deep Impact with Morgan Freeman? Uh, Comet's Coming. Is that one? Uh, I, I vaguely remember the big waves coming, right? I think the comets hit the ocean or something. And giant waves took out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those ones. Yep. Yes. I have a parody of it. Just kidding, I don't. All right, yeah, that's for the video viewers. Those, those looks, you gotta love that. So, speaking of deep impact, we had an impactful conversation when we were in the car, and we said that we'd save it for the podcast because it's interesting. I hope that you remember the topic. Vaguely, I, we should have we should have quick quick reviewed this before we turned the podcast no, on. Go. This is good. This is live. Okay. You know? Yeah, we're, I don't. We're coming at you live. Is this when we were driving and uh, talking? Yeah. So uh, there was a lot a lot said. But we were like, hey, let's save this topic. So you're about to get into it, and they're like, you know what? Let's just do it on the podcast, because I think it's interesting. It wasn't steroids, because we talked about steroids yeah. for a while. Can you imagine if I was like, oh, steroids? <laughs> like, I didn't, you know? Yeah, but it was um, near-death experiences and parallel universes, and those two coming head-to-head. -head. I do remember that. Like, what, like, like, for example, like when we went surfing, and I had that near-death experience. It was a near-death experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In an alternate universe. Hold on, how near was it? I mean, it's, near death experience. Yeah. Like, okay. like it was, it was, it was there. I don't know how near it was. Like, yes. I don't think the Grim Reaper was like hanging over you. Saw him under the water. <laughs> uh, but dude, here's the thing. It's only a near death experience when you tell everybody that you saved my actual life. Then when, when you I, when you tell yeah, them it's it was never I, that serious. When I tell everybody, I'm like, dude, I feel like I almost died. And then you're like, you're fine. And then when you tell it, you're like. I saved this guy's life. I reached down yeah. and I grabbed him by his ear and I pulled him out yeah. and took a gasp for air. Yeah. And said, thank you, Nathan. I owe you my life. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting. So I thought where you were going with that when you introduced that topic just a second ago, where I thought you were going to go with it was going to be with time. And my first thought is near-death experience and how time is influenced in that situation. And you could talk to anybody and and I've lived it. Time slows down. 
100% time slows down. Your perception of time, which is your time, right? I mean, yeah. maybe maybe your perception of time is different than mine right now. Maybe. Right? Isn't that interesting? Dude, I mean, how we perceive it? you talk, it feels like it takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. So I was in a car accident on Christmas Eve of 2001. Yes. I drove a truck, a, a brand new truck that I just bought like two weeks before that in Michigan. I was stationed at my first base in Minot, North Dakota. Worst place ever. Mm-hmm. I came home to surprise my family on leave. Not even on leave. I, I just snuck home to surprise my family. <laughs> AWOL? Yeah, kind of AWOL. Wow. It was not really because I just I didn't have anywhere officially that I had to be until like the 28th of December. Okay. And I was released on like the 22nd because I just got to this base and I wasn't even, uh, I hadn't even really started in processing yet. And now the holidays hit. All the back office people, everybody, they get all this time off. And so I just got all this time off. So I was like, I'm coming back home. I got this sick new truck. It only takes me about 13 hours. I can get after it and get home. And uh, I drove and got all the way to about an hour away from home. And I rolled my truck. And what's crazy is uh, it was a whiteout blizzard. And I had somehow... I don't know. I still don't know this this day if the semi was in my lane or if I started going to his lane. But it was whiteout. All I saw was headlights. Like now, holy shit! Pull, do this thing, and now I'm fishtailing and fishtailing, going like this. And next thing I know, I'm sideways. And uh, what's crazy is Dave Matthews' band, the the song "Crashing," crash into yeah. me. That song was jamming. I was fucking rocking out. <laughs> and so so as and what's crazy is. I'm going over, so I'm going sideways, and now I'm going so fast forward, and my vehicle's turning sideways, that, and I'm starting to go down, and there's a swamp, a frozen swamp. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, well, this is, this is, this is it, I'm headed over, here we go. And it took forever, man, my arm, as I rolled, my arm smashed the window, and I remember as I'm rolling, like mid-roll, I mean a vehicle rolls fast. Mid-roll, boom, my arm goes out. And I remember having the complete thought, you got to pull your arm in or your arm is going to get ran over by the truck. Yeah. And I pulled my arm back in. And, I mean, I, I shredded my arm on the window when I broke it. Uh, but it's crazy. So roll, 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 and boom. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm upside down in my seatbelt and blood is pouring down my face. And did we talk about this story already no, on I, the I, podcast? It, you know, it's, I like I like this story, by the way. It's always... It always gets me. Okay, so yeah, I, yeah. If it doesn't get anybody else, you guys suck. Well, anyway, yeah. Story. So I was upside down, yeah. and I didn't know where the blood was coming from. Yeah. Because it was coming up my arm, and so I was hanging upside down, so it was just pouring out my face, and I had to crawl out my windshield, and I crawled back to the highway, and I, I waved somebody down, and this guy pulled over, and he pulled his sweatshirt out, and I didn't know. I thought my arm was broken because I, like, I couldn't feel my fingers, or my fingers weren't moving, mm. and so I was like, I think my arm's broken, and... I got all this blood and, and, uh, yeah, it was crazy. But where I was going with that is 100% when I hear people say that time slowed down, I feel that because I was there and the amount of time in my head that it took to register all of that thinking and the clarity and the understanding, like, holy shit, I'm in the process of rolling right now. And the awareness of like where my body is, uh, it was, it was nuts, man. So that's just real. That's just real for sure. And we're segue to your point. That moment there where I didn't die, did I die? Right. Did yeah. I actually die? And yeah. then 
blip, now I'm over. The one, one reality over where it goes back to my last, like, yes or no decision. Yeah. When I said no, when I said no, I'm not going to put my fucking 4 by 4 uh, you know, like, 4 by 4 I had a push-button 4 by 4 Yeah. And I didn't have it turned on. I was in two-wheel drive oh, wow. when this shit was going on. Wow. And, yeah, stupid. But, yeah, maybe, maybe when I, when I died in that moment, in the next reality over, I didn't die, and it was just this accident or a near-death experience, yeah. but brushed it off and everything's okay. But also, like, there's there's so many, like, minute moments in that that, like, did you not pull your arm back in one reality? So now there's a reality in an all I got one universe. Arm. You have one arm. For sure. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it, I, I always think about that as, like, I was talking about this last night. This is like one of my most recurring thoughts. And I feel like it's one of the most deep thoughts that I really have, like just on life in general is uh, like that, that any, any wild thought that you have, like, is that being let out in a different universe right now? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like right now, if I grabbed your coffee and started drinking it and you're like, dude, that's my coffee. Did that happen right now in another universe? Yeah. That's thought... the idea of infinity. And if that's not a realistic possibility, then the idea of infinity doesn't actually live out. Sure. And maybe that's why I go back to like the yes or no. Maybe uh, my I'm playing the Nathan Walner experience right now, right? That's all I, that's all I'm ever playing is right. my own reality. Yeah. And maybe, uh, maybe like the last yes or no decision I made branched me off into the next place or the, or, mm-hmm. you know every decision you make the other side of that decision is another is another opportunity to branch off into a different reality yeah so the reality that we're that i'm that i'm in right now that i'm aware of is just at the end of a bunch of yes or no ones or zero decisions mm-hmm. that created us in this situation today yeah and if i'm playing the nathan walner video game 17 years ago, I could have said no instead of saying yes, mm-hmm. and I would be in China right now, you know, or dead or yeah. or whatever, like a million other different, very yeah. every other option. And so every yes or no, it could be a new path. You could be in China right now having had an extensive surgery done to make you look like a Chinese woman. For sure. That's, <laughs> a, that's one option. Like, man, that's- yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then your husband's still kind of skeptical because you, you've got him all the way to this point, and he's like, I still feel skeptical about her shoulder width. It's this is something, solid. Something about the, about her. I need some trap reduction surgery. <laughs> uh, she keeps listening to Crash by Dave Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> and that was another thing, too. As I'm upside down and, like, yeah. my my car is going, because my one of my wheels is, is bent sideways and shit, well, the other one's still spinning and my yeah. car is making all these crazy sounds. And I just hear, Crashing on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was crazy. And then what was one of the funny things, uh, my CD case flew out. And so then as I'm like crawling with this trail of blood behind me, there's like Pearl Jam, <laughs> Nirvana, <laughs> like boys to men, whatever. It's fine. Don't, yeah, don't judge. Everybody don't judge. has their stuff. You know what's funny? This is what's even crazier. I need. I wanted to say this the whole time, but I didn't want to interrupt because it's a good story. Uh, two things. One thing is the more that you hear a story, it's like reading a book, like a few times. So when you you told me this story before, you know, probably a handful of times over probably the years. Probably a few now, times, like, yeah. But every time, like I piece one more thing together, because it's just you know my brain's all over the place. So if you start saying like, yeah, I was in a truck. I'm like, oh, what kind of truck? Then I fixate on the truck until I'm like, holy shit, you're bleeding. Yeah. It's just okay. how it goes. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, 
when you're like whiteout blizzard headlights like every time i paint the picture in my head it gets clearer okay yeah so like i feel like i know the story even better kind now there, which yeah. doesn't make it boring like even if i heard it before but the other thing was this so there's a song called ghost by justin bieber okay, okay. this is gonna make sense in a second okay and it's like a soft song like it's like a really like it's like a pop it's a pop song you know by justin bieber who's like you know He's not, he's not like Dave Matthews type, but he's, he's not, he's an artistic type. You know? Biebs has got talent, of course. Super talented, right? Sure. But like not the type of music I gravitate towards. Also a tool of big Disney, you know, and the sure, evils sure. of yeah. Hollywood and yeah, the mouthpiece I mean, he, of the propaganda yeah, machine that is. pushed out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, there's a song called Ghost and I'm like, man, it's a nice song. I just like how it sounds, right? Of all the songs. Then I thought about it today. I was like. I wonder if Nate like ever listens to any kind of like soft songs like that. And then I was like, you listen to Crash by Dave Matthews. And I thought about this today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I sure I listen to soft stuff, man. I've gone through every type of genre of music that yeah. I've been a fan of at some point. And to the point to now to where I'm not a fan of any of it, barely. You know, yeah. I'm more into like uh, bluegrass jam. Yeah. Not even, not even like bluegrass, but yeah, more bluegrassy. Sort of like uh, Grateful Dead jam band type vibes, but more more recent stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like. It's all right. People, I you know people I, like different things. I knew an artist that I just recently revisited. Revisited him last night, in fact. Uh, the artist is called Black Violin. Have you ever heard about them? Nope. Okay, so it's like these. Uh, pretty sure it's just two two kids that like their background is they have like classical training in music, okay. but they're also like really interested in like hip hop. So they play violin over hip hop beats. Mm. It's like really cool. Yeah. yeah, and they've been like going at it for shit probably a decade now. I like the cross genre collabs. Yeah, sometimes they work out. They're getting in the playlist for the gym. Trust me. The the country hip hop. I don't like that. Not a big yeah. fan. I don't not like either f- of those genres really though, so it's hard. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and the the artists that are making that stuff are weirdos too. Anyway. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all weirdos. I mean, at this point, I don't know who's not a weirdo. Everybody's a weirdo in their own way. Dude, as weird as it gets, Danny on Friday went and saw a band called Suicide Suicide Boys or Suicide Boys. It's like these guys and they have like a really... I've heard of Suicide Girls. They don't make music. (laughs) I know. They make... Yeah. Videos. Some sort of crazy... Some wacky content. Yeah. Look Look them up. Um... Yeah, but Suicide Boys make music, I guess. And uh, it's like hip-hop music, but it's like really aggressive. It's really like angry, angsty Suicide Boys. I mean, all the S's in their stuff is money signs. So like, I remember like way early when I met Danny, she was listening to them. And uh, she was like, don't judge me. Because <laughs> she liked them. I was like, you're all right. You know, no worries. So they're there and they're watching the concert. She was with her friend and her friend's daughter. Because her friend's daughter is like a teenager and like really into this you know okay so at the end of the show the guys were like yeah well you know we made this pact that we were gonna kill ourselves by 30 if we didn't make it so we made it and don't kill yourself <laughs> i was like that's fucking a terrible message oh yeah you're right there you're like glorifying not glorifying suicide but condoning it but yeah but you're saying in situations like, yeah like you're okay cool. to kill yourself if you don't make it and it's just like man i mean Look, try 15 different things first, and if one of them doesn't stick, then sure, off yourself, that's fine. But, like, give it a shot. Give yourself at least 15 years of time. So, like, try skateboarding for a year. You know, try fucking sure. music try different for things. a year. 100%. Try jiu-jitsu for a year, you know, whatever. And then, then get your blue button and quit. 
<laughs> Dirt bags, and you know who you are. Uh, well, no, I, I agree. I agree. Try different things, hundred percent. I, I don't. I would never condone killing yourself. I think that's such a stupid way out. We've talked about that before too. Yeah. And how people could get in that mindset if if there is no point to living, like yeah. you can't find any meaning in your life, that, or or if you think that your life is already predetermined and you have a shitty life and it's like, well, that sucks. You're stuck in a game where you're perpetually losing. Right. I don't want to play that game anymore. Yeah. Like, that's a bummer. But if you have free will, then you can always work to make those changes. Yeah. And that's that's kind of more of the reality of the situation is you live in a world where you can make changes. Very few people, I would imagine, are living in a terrible situation where they hate their life so much they're considering ending it and then also don't have any ability to change it whatsoever. Right. Because I'd say most do. Even yeah. if they think they don't, they still could. Sure. You know, yeah. you could just leave the place that you're at right now and start walking in a different direction and keep fucking walking. Sure. And, you know, and like. Yeah, kill yourself that way. Really, I mean, if, you know, if you're gonna do it, like, be like, hey, at least I went out trying. I'm gonna go, out, yeah, at least go yeah. out trying, looking, getting for handouts or something, yeah. or like a free. I don't know, I and I don't even know yeah. what I'm talking about right now. No, but. it's yeah, it's a, it's tough, man. Like the the level of like desperation that it must take to be at that point has got to be fucking pretty bad. It's got to be bad. But you know, I mean, I grew up with like real bad depression and shit, and jitsu essentially like, like I said, everything lined up, and my life has been good for the past three plus years now. It's great. Man, there was times I, you know, I like that that trickled into my head, you know, like like uh, fairly regularly, really. So that's that's one of the, I think that's one of the reasons that I'm fascinated with that alternate timeline. Yeah, maybe in that first tournament where you lost the fastest, yeah, you actually died. You got me. <laughs> you died. You killed me, bro. Yeah. And then you woke up in the gym here, and fuck, it was an arm bar. Yeah. Or what was it? Uh, it was like a it was a triangle, and then he flipped it over to an arm bar. Yeah, and I was like, ow. Yeah. So yeah. in one in one reality, you got you got triangled, yeah. but it pinched off the artery in your neck and yeah. it never gave blood to your brain. Yep. Rest in peace, Gabe. Man. But lucky you slipped over to this reality, only an armbar, but it came with a whole new opportunity to you live your life in a way where you're taking control. Pretty wild. Glass is half full. Pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's a series of yes or no's that kind of get us. Maybe ones or zeros. Ones yeah. or zeros. I don't know. I think when you said ones and zeros, that's uh, that to me is is like a great way to put it because you hear ones and zeros all the time, like lines of code. Yeah. That I think that's how that works. Ones and zeros. Yeah. Isn't life just a series of ones and zeros? I mean, yin and yang. Yeah. Could easily be a one and a zero. Yeah. Right, and they're both they're both. Yeah, dude, you like, held it up backwards, dude. What well, are you I, talking about here, dude? I'm, just, I'm not doing the 10, that 10. Uh, but yeah, when you think about like film. yin and a yang, how... Yeah, I know, we're, I'm now we're just I'm being weird. I'm clipping it. <laughs> now we're just being weird. Uh, it's just don't do this. <laughs> yeah. Yin, yang, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think probably there's something to that. Because uh, not even with like the rules of a computer code, but just... In our actual lives of the reality that we know that we're in right now, our decisions kind of boil down to yes or no. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like kind of good or bad, yes or no. And that that duality, I think you could extend to 
like the sort of uh you've seen the meme not meme or whatever it is where it's like uh there's a wolf inside of me there are two wolves inside of me and the one that you feed is the one that you become and there's a good yeah, wolf and a bad wolf this. right yeah. that's that's the same fucking thing as yin and yang that's the yeah. same thing as good or bad yes or no ones or zeros yeah same shit maybe true yeah not ones or zeros after you win in a competition you know it's sick but um <laughs> i mean this is the best but and for everybody listening that would be listening and not watching uh, we're throwing up gang signs planet gang sign yeah one oh but yeah i agree a yin and yang though the only thing is that I, that like feeding the wolf which way like yin and yang doesn't change does well, it like it's kind of like it, it's like it's very flow and yeah, but that, it looks like water. Yeah, like they water. both have a little bit of each other in yeah. them, and the the in the white has flowing. the black, and the black has the white. Yeah. Well, the, but that's how it is because our yeses and nos are still part of the greater reality, mm-hmm. and so the the we're, the yin and the yang, right? The two sides. Yeah. That's the yes and the no, and then the reality is they both have a little bit in each other because mm-hmm. we are right now this reality and. A combination of our ones and our zeros. Yeah. Our yeses and our noes. Sure. So I think it fits perfectly. But I mean, feeding the wolf, I'm saying, because one has to grow. Like, if I fed the black wolf, the white wolf would go hungry. I pick black because I'm progressive. Yeah, for sure. You know? Right? Because in your situation, the black wolf is the good wolf. I mean, it better be. <laughs> well. Because if I say that the other one is, I'm going to get in trouble. And this episode's <laughs> going to be taken down. Yeah, you could ever. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. The white wolf is the bad one. Wolf, the, uh, I'm cool with that. The worst wolf. Okay, of yeah. course. So in that situation, brown wolves. That's fucking, you know. There's no such thing. Yellow. There's no wolf. middle ground. Red wolf. They yeah. don't get represented. All I'm saying is that those both of those wolves have each other in them as well. Sure. And I can be good, but what then? It goes back to the other sayings like. The oh god, and I suck at remembering these exact verbatim sayings. Okay, but it's, it's more like, fun that way because <laughs> then, then everybody listening also relates. Yeah, okay. I don't remember anything either. Yeah, yeah. well, it's like uh, it's the it's better to be a good man that does or uh, uh, oh geez, yeah, I'm screwing it up. It's like right. a violent man that does nothing than yeah. a regular guy that can't be violent sure. or something. I, we've right? used this one before. It's you'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener. That's in a not warrior. what I was going to say. I do it's, remember it's that the same one. Same type of deal. Same though, type of right? one. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of, kind of. They, they both have where I'm going with that is yeah. they they both have the same thing in them. Yeah. And you can have you can be all all black wolf, positive, awesome, great, fantastic. Yeah, they matter. But they, but you, you have to also acknowledge that that evil white wolf is inside of you. Yeah. And and maybe you've got that thing locked down. You've got it controlled. Yep. But it's still there. Let's not pretend like a good guy can't be a really bad guy if he if in some specific situations come arise. Yeah. Right. So yeah, be the good wolf. Yeah. But have that that bad wolf inside of you locked in the cage. But you have to have a key to that fucking cage, and there, ha- there. If that time and a place needs to to come where that that bad wolf comes out, if you don't have control over that bad wolf, then he could take over, and now you end up in prison or you right. end up dead or whatever, right? Because you've so you have to have the balance, dude. You can't yeah. you can't be one wolf. You got to have the bad wolf and acknowledge or be the good wolf, but acknowledge and respect the bad wolf and and 
identify it as having a place inside of you because if you pretend it doesn't, then that's when people go crazy. Yeah. That and that's why I think jujitsu and, and MMA training and fighting and, and doing that shit with your friends is so valuable because it in a healthy way it lets that bad wolf get some fucking exercise too. Sure. Right? Because yeah. you can't just let the good wolf run around the yard. The bad wolf is is locked up all the time. Right. He's gonna go crazy. He's gonna that's break when, out yeah, of there. That's when it yeah, when he breaks yeah, out. When he breaks out, yeah. pe- bad things happen. Yeah. So let your wolf run around the yard a little bit, come and train, do some jujitsu. Yeah. That's wow. that's that's great. That yeah. that was that was a great segment. Clip that. But here's the thing, clip that one. But um <laughs> like we were talking about at the at this show, at the Suicide Boys show, right? There's a mosh pit breaks out, okay? Mm. So Danny's up in, like, the above seating. Because general admission seats cost more, but you're also... Because you're closer to the stage, but that's also where, like, all of the fists go flying and shit. People just, like, spin around with their arms and stuff. And you've seen mosh pits. Is the mosh pit a music version of letting the wolf out? Yeah, so I was going to say this. Kind of, right? It's Maybe. like It's because... There's always got that one asshole wolf that's trying to bite everybody else. It's He's wild. hitting girls and shit, yeah. right? In the mosh pit. Yeah. It's a, it's a problem, man. Like, and not that it's a problem. I mean, people have fun. But me, I was telling Danny, I was like, listen, if we ever went to a show that was more aggressive music, I don't want anything to do with that. Like, cause I, I just don't. I was like, I, I'm lucky enough that I get to go and train to do that every day, right? Like, I don't, I don't need to go down and because it's unpredictable. That's sure. what I don't like about it, you know. Yeah. Somebody flings their fist and it hits you just right, and then you, you know, you go down and then somebody like kicks your head. You know, or something crazy. Like you just sure. don't know. I don't. Sure. I don't like that. I think your your own personal spatial awareness would be yeah. kicked on, and you'd be fucking duck bobbing and weaving to, to flying shit. Yeah, I mean, I right? I like my and you'd odds. Be, you'd be you'd be crazy with your shit. Would be effective. Yeah. Right. You'd be taking dudes out if you needed to. Dude. I think probably you'd be a better mosher now than ever. But you yeah. also recognize the potential disadvantages of being in that that yeah. chaotic of a situation it's dark, there's flashing lights a lot of variables loud, it's disorienting you're probably drinking there's people that just throwing limbs around like my thing is the like the yeah the variables about it is like is the risk versus the reward what's the reward nothing i can't think of a reward besides <laughs> maybe i get to hit somebody a stranger i don't want to do that yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. You're not angry. You know? you yeah, it doesn't anger. matter. Yeah. Like you know, I get to go and outlet that anger and feed the bad wolf whatever yeah. I want. But that being said, you're talking about technique. Did you see the Did you see the fights or the highlight of the fight last night? Uh, I had like three people send me a screenshot of dude. Uh, dude getting head kicked, knocked out. Quite like like quite honestly, maybe the best knockout in UFC history. Wow. Because what happens? I'll, I'll paint it to you. Because here's how I know it's good. I watched the fights at work, right? And I felt like I had to tell Danny when I got home. That's how I know they're good, because I never bother. She doesn't care. But I was like, I have to tell you this. It's just, it was so cool. And it was like such a, like a glorious moment. And there's a lot of like, like a lot of even just watching it, you feel like uh, an endorphin rush for the guy that won. Sure. You know? So like, you got Kamaru Usman, right? Pound for pound, the best guy right now. Yeah. Right? At 170, crazy. Versus Leon Rocky Edwards, right? Okay. Like, underdog, for sure. They fought before. It was, like, you know, tightly contested. Both these guys were on a 10-plus fight win streak. First time that's ever happened that any of those oh. guys that got matched up like that, right? So they meet all these years later, and they're like, all right, let's go, you know? So uh, Usman never... He'd never even been taken down 
in the UFC, dude. That's nuts. Wow. Leon Edwards, Solid like a, a predominant striker, fucking takes him down, mounts him. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. So you see, like, Edwards gets his back, and you're like, holy shit. You know, this is wild. Then you see that variable of the gloves, how it's hard to slip a choke in with those gloves on. Oh, yeah. Really tough, right? Changes things. So, like, that's round one. And I'm like, man, this is, like, this is shaping up to be, like, a, you know, really a hell of a fight. Then next three rounds, Usman's like, oh, very cool. Like, you got lucky, basically. Yeah. He just, like, mauls him. You know, like, he, he doesn't, like, bloody his face up real bad, but, like, you know, like, it inflicts his will on this other guy. Gets okay. him moving backwards, you know, takes him down, just just smothers him the whole time. So, they both look, like, tired-ish by the end. Uh, it's the fifth round. Like, right before the fifth round, Leon's coach is like, you need to fucking go out there and empty the take, finish the guy. You hear that all the time, and, and it hardly ever happens. The yeah. guy executes on it. Because they're getting beat. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's hard to move forward when you've got your head pounded in for the last three rounds. Every time minutes. you step forward, you, you yeah, eat you get a crack fist. with a, like a hard shot, right? Yeah. So it's there's gets down to it. Two minutes left in the fight, right? And Leon Edwards throws like a like just a jab that gets Usman to slip this way. And when he slips this way, he meets him with a perfect high kick, just bang. Mm out dude like as soon as he hit him like usman went down and, and he just went like this like like leon just just raised his hands it was like i was like what the fuck like it was the craziest shit ever like to see that like that was it dude like that would have been it like that's a wrap those guys don't fight again that guy probably never challenges for the title again you know there's not like like what was at stake and even like rogan dc and anik i think were all the announcers they're all like, yeah, man, like, you know, this is over. Like, Leon's, you know, like, it just wasn't his night. It wasn't his night, you know? Like, he's he's already accepted that going the distance, maybe getting that takedown, that, like, that's a moral victory for him is just going the distance with the best guy ever. And then yeah. it was like, bank. Wow. It was like, holy shit. Dude, it was wild. So, like, as he was going out of the octagon after he, like, you know, gave, like, his post-fight speech, which was cool, you know, it was like a stirring speech, he goes out and then they start playing the Rocky music. Then he goes back in with his belt and he fucking holds it up on the cage. Like, dude, that's sick. Like That was the main event? Yeah, main event. And arguably, to me, like, th there are knockouts in time in mixed martial arts that stand out since I've been a fan. Sure, yeah. You know, like, like I remember, like, uh, I wasn't a big enough fan at the time to say, like, that, like, you remember when Gabriel Gonzaga head kicked Crow Cop? Of course. Like, I wasn't a fan back then. Yeah. So that one didn't affect me in the way that it affected What about so Anderson Silva? Uh, teep kick. Vitor. Yeah. A little bit, just, just like maybe one year before I started okay. watching. But I remember big, big knockouts for me, like when, um, uh, Holly Holm knocked out Ronda. Powerful. That yep. was fucking crazy. Yep. What about when DC got rocked? Uh, he's got one, right? Where he's not. With John Jones? Yeah. Isn't that one where it's like the meme? It's like, it got memeified after that. Was, where he's like laying down and like flying through space. Right, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't know if okay. I think that's DC. I, okay. uh, it might be DC after Stipe knocked him out. Or maybe it was, was like Rashad. Those, I don't know. Those okay. big, yeah, I think it was Rashad though. Okay, but there's those big, like, just those big moments where you're like, not just a cool knockout, but what's at stake and the underdog of it, and you're already losing. Like where you're just like, man, that that was one of the greatest knockouts ever. Yeah, the story, the the flip in the script right yeah. there. Everybody thought he was. You know, too far gone, and boom. Yeah. That's the beauty of the fight game. And that's what's cool is I feel like right there, we watched one of the variable matrices, like one of the variable universes, because 
like out of a thousand out of how many how many different infinite possibilities would have happened that Usman doesn't move his head this way that he just maybe eats that shot or maybe sure. moves his head back or yeah. slips it or whatever. Yeah. There's so many variables, but for it to just happen in such splendid fashion, does that, did we watch like the one in a million shift in the timeline? Mm. Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Fighting is a game of chess, just like jujitsu is. Yeah. So his whole game plan, could you put a foot there as a head's going to be there and beat him there? Yeah. Done. He did. Binked him. It's nasty. Uh, I look forward to the Robin Black martial arts breakdown. That he says, a... "Bink." Yeah, he goes, "Bink." Yeah, whenever the guy gets hit. Yeah, I... yeah, he's funny. He's speaking been on of MMA. Yeah. We got our first uh, MMA fight coming out of the gym this next Friday. Mr. Isaac. Isaac. Butler. Yep. Yeah. For FCFF. That was my last venue that I ever fought out of at this at the place where he's going to fight out of the Roseland. Really? Yep. Oh, that's very. Good. It's on a Friday night. Right? It's on a Friday, which is a little bit different. Yeah. 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 He's got to make weight on a Thursday. Fights mm. on a Friday, so. Uh, short training week for me this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to figure out boot camp, but we'll no but problem. Friday? We'll get there, yeah. Yeah. I was like, everybody do push-ups. <laughs> trying to get trying to get swole, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> uh, we'll do a MMA breakdown uh, next Sunday. Of yeah. Of the fights. Okay. Yeah, of our MMA cool. fights. Okay. Yeah, those, ma- those matter more. I mean, you know, shout out to Leon Edwards. Good job. But Isaac matters more. <laughs> Isaac, he's our guy for the next weekend. I love that guy. All right. Well, see you later, everybody. All right, friends. Bye. Bye.